0: It, it's okay to not want to or be able to be a master sergeant. Not everybody needs to be leading that many people.
1: Are you guys told in OTS, you know, link on to a master sergeant because he'll lead you to the right direction? Leadership sp- perspective and interest in this particular topic is important, bro.
2: Yo, what's up, man? What's good? Hold hey. on, let me get out
1: of this. Let me get out of this. Give me a second,
0: y'all. Give me a second, y'all know
2: how he do. Hell yeah, y'all. I'm glad y'all know how he yeah, do. Yeah. I'm it. glad y'all know how he do, cause let me get this, this man, man, man here, he I don't know what in the world he he just be trying. Like what what Cat yeah, Williams said, trying shit and trying trying try shit and trying. Try. Try. That's that's way you, way man.
1: Back here. Man, we
2: trying some new stuff, man. Nah, ain't no we, ain't no we. I came over here. I just walked in. and Pete got clowns in the background. He got he got balloon artists, all kind of nonsense, man. He Yo. he just be waking up with ideas and just be flying off the hip, man. What? Go ahead.
1: Let so we're trying some. Hey, new go ahead. Stuff. Nah. Trying some new stuff.
2: Don't put no we in. We ain't speaking French. Ain't no French in here.
1: Cash money. Yeah, trying some new stuff. Nah, hey, nah.
2: <laughs> don't put nothing. I don't want to hear none of that, bro.
1: Yo, man we, we we we'll perfect it later, but we trying some nah, new nah. stuff, trying some new stuff. Man Chief Chief
2: Council, I need you to come over here and wall to wall counsel this dude.
1: Chief, man. Eat. Glad you was here. Uh skills from the cracker jack. But I want to see you do better. <laughs> I'm tired of y'all. I want to see y'all do better, man. Uh What's up though, man? What's up, man? How was your weekend, man?
2: Hey, uh I, I don't even want to talk about it, man. Ain't What's talking. wrong? No, nah, nothing wrong. Next question. Nah, anyway, man. uh I, I, no, I'm good though. Hey we we alright, we good.
1: Um which, you all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just had to uh hit that little button real quick, make sure we was good. Uh our guest should be unmuted. Let me make sure he unmuted. Yeah, he in there? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. he yeah. on his he on his, yeah. he on
2: his he on his JO. I ain't worried about him. <laughs> I, I ain't worried about him. I sent the guest the link. Yeah. He came in. Boom. He was ready. What's um, up, brother? Then Pete's <laughs> still over there in the background setting up seventy-five inch screen. Sir,
1: how did you like the introduction? <sighs> yeah, the
2: intro
0: was was fire. I think we gotta work out a little bit of kinks. You know? <laughs> it, it, was, it was a timing that started over. I was like,
1: "Oh, okay." yeah, no, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Come on, kinks had to be worked out. He over here doing uh, doing the remix with the countdown. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Come
0: Come on, on. man,
2: you know, DJ scratching, sniff over here.
1: <laughs> but we there. We this is called progress. All right. And, and our, our viewers are here to see the progression Nah,
2: yeah, no, no, the pro- the progression happens in the background, <laughs> <laughs> not while the people looking. Anyway, anyway, man. Nah, yeah. it's Sunday. Hey, y'all, y'all already know who it is, man. Them unpopular celebrities come right back at you, man. Just uh, just happy to be here. Happy to have the supporters jump in. We try to work the, what, what you say the word was? Go ahead. I want you to say it. The Facebook what? Algorithm. That, say it again?
1: Algorithm. Yeah,
2: I'm going to ask you to spell that when the show is over.
1: Hey, um, Hey, Siri. How you algorithm? That's all I need to do.
2: Yeah, but you know, try something different, man. But back at you, man. We uh we we got another special guest in here, man. Another unpopular celebrity. Yeah. Uh somebody I got a I got a bit of history with, man. But but I want this man to introduce himself, man. What you what you got over there, sir? Yeah,
0: what's good, man? Hey, so I'm Henry Edwards. Uh, appreciate y'all for having me on today, man. Uh Most definitely. I got I got to say that I really enjoyed the intro, you know, once, once those kinks get, get worked out, man, it's going to be fire. I'm telling yeah. you, man. Brother. Look, <laughs> hey, but no, I appreciate y'all having me on, man. Uh, me and Mike go back to our Shaw days back yes, in uh, sir. South, South Carolina, man, yes, my sir. Uh, first assignment back in, man, I, I got there in 2006.
2: Yeah, I was uh, there at four. When did you get there?
0: And four? four, okay. Yeah. yeah, so, so we were there, man, but, um. I've been in the Air Force for over 15 years now. I uh, mm-hmm. happen to be a second lieutenant now. Uh, yes, spent 13 years on the enlisted side. Uh, was blessed enough to make it up to Master Sergeant. Uh, mm-hmm. Most of that time was spent in security forces. Yep. So I was about nine and a half years, almost 10 years security forces. The bulk of that was spent in K-9, so military working dog handler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why well, I, I, yeah. nah. yeah. I wish you would have never said. I wish you would have never said. Oh man! To tear yeah. my eyes. Oh, oh my god! K nine leads the way, man. 18, the 18, this is a great man. show. This is a great show. it's a great show. <laughs> so look, the intro was fire. K
1: nine <laughs> leading the way. Yeah, yeah. it's
0: a great oh, show, man.
3: man. Why are you even here?
1: Why <laughs> you pump
0: this dude
3: <laughs> it's
2: up, man? Why you pump this dude up, man? Jeez, man! Hey, you just tell me that. I, I I wasn't going to tell. you. I wasn't going to tell you. He put it out. Now you look. This it man, he over here, cheesing from ear to ear. Yeah, I'm happy.
1: We had. A, oh, I think the first canine handling we had. Shut oh, boy, up, John, man. Jones don't really anyway, count. Go ahead, go ahead,
0: bro. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, still yours. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I spent uh, about three and a half years at Shaw, deployed to Afghanistan. out There, then went canine uh, in uh PCS out to Vandenberg. Spent uh, about five years there. And uh, then from there, I got picked up to go into recruiting. So spent four years in Michigan recruiting, mm-hmm. actually, and did uh, a lot of things within recruiting. And then from recruiting, I uh, got picked up to commission.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, that was at my 13-year mark. So I'm a force support officer now okay. down here at Eglin Air Force Base in Florida. I actually haven't worked within my career field in almost two years. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm currently a wing executive officer, All right, uh, which is an awesome experience, man, uh, especially as a second lieutenant. That that does not happen at that level. So I got a little bit of knowledge about little things here and there. Uh, but that's me. A little over fifteen years in. Uh I like the Air Force, but I like it more for what it has done for me and my family. And I like giving back and mentoring everyone out there.
2: Absolutely, that's man. Awesome. Hey, yeah, that's an interesting 15 years, man. Um yeah. you know, uh, congrats on every every bit of success that you had up until this point, man. And Appreciate you already know. It, it's congrats on the success that's coming forth you know yeah um couple, but what we clean
1: up things real quick cory range i forgot you was on the show canine hey, yeah yeah that's, yeah, right. yeah. Hey, uh, yeah, that's the boy right
2: there yeah. okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He, he was a he was a shot dog with us yeah, too, yeah, man. Yeah, sure. okay yeah
3: <laughs>
1: he, he up in here so uh if you guys have any questions make sure you guys post the questions down in the comment section we'll make sure we get them out as we always do yeah but uh real quick I, I, real quick i, I just want to jump into it if you don't mind Hey, go ahead. But
2: it, uh, I, just but I, just the recap on that man, yeah. man. 13 years Master Sergeant, bro. Crossover. You know what I'm saying? Listen, that's that's fast-burned experience yeah. right there. You know what I mean? And not not fast-burning without the experience. That's with the experience. Like, you know what I mean? I know this man. You yeah. know what I mean? Um so, hey, hats off to you, bro. You know, first P- and foremost, P- man. man. You know what I mean? Hats off to you for that. But go ahead, Pete, jump into it.
1: Uh, so <laughs> Chief Counsel asked the first question I was going to ask. You already
2: know
0: he yeah. was. Yeah.
1: What was your overall reasoning for commissioning
0: Oh, that's a good one. So uh, I actually started looking into commissioning from day one. My dad is retired Army E-7, and he didn't want me to join the military at all. But he said that if I'm going to join, I'm going to join the Air Force. Mm-hmm. And I got a commission at some point in time. Right. Um, so my main reason to join the Air Force was actually to get money for school. Uh-huh. So continue to work on my degree. Actually, when I came back from Afghanistan in 08, beginning of 08, I uh, went and talked to Chief Drummond. I'm sure uh-huh. Mike remembers Chief big Drummond. Big oh, uh, yeah. yeah, big dog. <laughs> I went and uh, talked to him and told him that I was looking into all the commission programs. I was 20 at the time. And uh, he asked me what was the main reason I wanted to commission. And I was honest. I was like, because the paycheck. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, that was my biggest reason. He told me that if that's my only reason for commissioning, think about it. Because he has a lot of friends that did it. And they got put into career fields that they didn't like. And honestly, at 20 years old, I wasn't trying to be behind a desk and doing all the paperwork, work uh, pushing and all that stuff. So um, I decided there were things on the enlisted side that I could accomplish to help me out. Uh, So that's what I did. You know, I don't um, I don't think I put a cap on the amount of time I was going to be on the enlisted side. I just kind of did my thing and was blessed enough to uh, be put in positions to just help out people. So it was it was always the goal. It was just a matter of when was the best time for me and family to make that happen.
2: I got you. I got you. So, so how, um, if you had to put it on a scale when it came to like difficulty of transitioning or switching over or the process, what, uh, where were you put it at? And you know, if there was some hurdles, what were they?
0: Um, I think the first hurdle was making rank quickly. Okay, quicker than I thought I would, and then really assessing if I needed and or wanted to commission. Like if I was going to have the same amount of impact on the commission side. Uh, I think the other hurdle was if if people are trying to commission right now, a lot of the boards are being shut out. I know okay. this past spring they like closed the board, so uh, that happened to me. Uh, and I was like, okay, do I do I really is this what I'm what I need to be pursuing? And then back in the day, being at Shaw, like the education center would help out a lot more with packages. They had a lot of knowledge, right? Uh, but now it's like go and find the information on your own. Uh-huh. So the biggest hurdle is like. Where do I find this information? Is this the most current information?
3: Because
0: right. uh, it's just not at the education center like it used to be. Okay, yeah. yeah. So
2: chief had a chief had a good question. Um, go roll up. Yeah, go, yeah, yeah. I was looking at that one too. He said. Uh, he said it appears that some enlisted personnel feel they cannot lead unless they're an officer. Mm-hmm. He said. What's, what's your thoughts on that?
0: No, that's that's <laughs> completely false. Um, I think the Air Force does a poor job of explaining leadership in general. Uh, and I, I realized this when I became a recruiter, um, how much value people have based off their just life experience. Mm-hmm. And I think the Air Force is doing a better job, but has done a poor job of really getting to know their airmen and seeing the value that they have, whether they're an A1C, a second lieutenant, a staff sergeant, whatever the case may be. Uh, but that that life experience, I don't care if you're 18 years old, you have some type of life experience that you could probably add value to air right. Force your supervisor whatever the case may be so mm-hmm. now um i think uh, i read a book john maxwell uh 360 degree leadership where you can lead wherever uh-huh. you're at you right. know, but i think i think supervisors uh, do a poor job of getting their airmen to realize that they can actually lead. they do a poor job of delegating uh to make them feel like they can lead mm-hmm. i mean if you if you treat somebody like they are a leader i promise you they will lead Right. So I think that's more of uh the onus goes more like the supervisors and the NCOs and uh just the frontline supervisors need to do a better job of allowing their people to grow. Right what I would say.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I agree. I, I think that's like uh I think that's a mentality we're kind of uh, trying to climb up out of that the the whole shut up and color and you you yeah. new you you don't know anything. You know what I mean? Right. You and you can't you can't approach everybody like that. You shouldn't approach people like that anyway. How about, I think we should get more into the question, like, what do you know? You know what? Who? You know what I'm saying? What experiences have you had up until this point? Um, right. And then you, it can kind of help you better communicate with a person because you know who they are and where they come from. Um yeah. now, but I agree with you a thousand percent, man.
1: Um, uh, Chief, when I'm gonna get to your question, but uh, real quick, what's your, I guess, mindset, thought process on being a lieutenant, but also having that prior enlisted side? So, I mean, especially yeah. the security forces role. So it's almost like. I don't want to say we look at them like dumb lieutenants or, or you know, just lieutenants are like airmen with with a yeah. degree is what we used to say. But you yeah. will also have that experience. So how does that translate in the work center?
0: Um, depends on who I'm talking to, honestly. But uh, for me personally, it's good because I don't have to learn the Air Force. I just need right. to learn the officership of the Air Force. Right. So from a trying to figure out what I'm doing, it's, it's great because I'm not trying to learn the ranks and how the structure of the organization works uh-huh. from a person looking at me. Cause when I don't feel like I look that young, but I'm assuming the butter bar makes me look like I'm mm. fresh out of college. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, uh, a lot of people, especially senior officers will ask me what college I went to. And I'm like, Oh, well, you know, I got my degree to AMU. And they're like, they look at me like, what do you mean? Yeah. Like, I've actually been in for like 15 years, like as long as you have, Lieutenant Colonel. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, so uh, I don't, I don't like to lead with. Of course, I'm prior that. That's not something right. that I don't feel like I need to show my resume. I allow my work to speak for itself. Um, but there are people who, as y'all know, like they, they, uh, they see a second lieutenant. It's like you don't know what you're talking about.
2: Uh huh.
0: Um, and I don't usually need to tell them. I just usually show them. Wow. Um, so the, the transition is different because NCOs are so much they the camaraderie is different.
2: Ground pounders too. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so I'm 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 not one that enjoys to just give commands and then leave it alone. Like I need I like to know what's happening, I like to know what's going on. That's something that I had to adjust to to where I know what's going on, but then let them go and do what they need to do. Got gotcha. you. Um, but then also on the other side of that is um, understanding just the culture of being officer and uh, trying to turn off that senior NCO mentality, uh, but at the same time still mentoring, but not stepping on my senior NCOs totally gotcha. when it comes to their airmen, you know. Yeah. But the, the transition has been a lot smoother because of my prior enlisted time. Mm -hmm. Um, but at the same time, it's it's different on the officer side. Like it's people already said it was political, but like it's political, political. (laughs) (laughs) I I think
1: that's a part we won't we will uh never understand is really that part how political it is and things that I guess y'all are quote unquote required to do. Uh kind of those you gotta do, but you don't have to do kind of things. Uh I think we need to change the name of the show. Cause I feel like we're the most unpopular ones on this unpopular celebrity. What? What you mean? You got a lot of people in here chiming in about questions and, and just people saying that's my man right there. We got a lot of people tuning in, so I think sometimes I feel like we're the most unpopular ones on unpopular celebrity.
2: But again, you speak in French. Stop saying we.
1: You, <laughs> are. <laughs> you are one of the unpopular. I must be. Don't put oh, me oh, in man. that category, yeah, bro. You know, they'll, they'll
2: leave me alone, man. I must be. But uh, nah, you no, know, no, hey, like I told you, man, it's, that's the man right there, bro. Yeah. but um no i hear you 1000% man it, it, I, I can tell and uh i would figure that it is a lot different um and then yeah. sometimes you you look at is there any barriers with, with the transition for i mean and i would say personal barriers like any things with you oh
0: yeah so i think my biggest barrier that i knew i was going to face was uh the the social aspect of it okay right cuz hmm. like officers aren't supposed to hang out with enlisted members and i'll tell you straight i i love my enlisted force of course and right the other side of that, man, I'm a second lieutenant. I'm about to be 34 years old. Uh-huh. Most second lieutenants are 22, 23, fresh out of high school. Like I got, I got kids. I got a wife. I got a whole life. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so there's a decade between us. So mm-hmm. from a peer aspect, I actually, age-wise and life-wise, I mesh more with a major lieutenant colonel. Right. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, but I'm a right. second lieutenant. So from a guy who's an extrovert, loves to talk to people where do I find that barrier uh, or that that line to where I'm still being professional, you know, but still being able to enjoy life. So I knew coming into it socially would be a challenge for me. Um, Mm -hmm. Almost two years later, it hasn't been as much of a challenge um, just because, I mean, I am professional, so I can be professional, but I don't have to stop my relationships with like Mike or anything. You know what I mean? Like we, we, we can still talk and, and chat and, Whatnot. So, uh, but that was my biggest fear crossing over. Like, I wasn't really worried about um, was I going to fit in an officer uh, world. It was more of like from a social aspect. How, the, how does that part look like? Gotcha. Gotcha. you.
1: Yeah. Hit hit Chief Chief Wiener. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to hit her uh, real quick. I'll, I'll get with her. First yeah, because you say ain't real afraid. quick 78. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. He's got 78 real <laughs> so, quicks. And they ain't never real quick. Can mm-hmm. I get, those up? get the question? Uh, real so, real quick, quick the question. Real quick. I say it again. God bless. <laughs> Chief Wiener, congratulations. You are the winner of our uh, oh, uh winner of our prize that we had that nobody knew about except for mm. me and Big Mike. So uh the person that asked the first question was gonna get a free t-shirt that we have, the one that you see oh. that we have on right now. So, Chief Wiener, it's going to you. Uh Chief Council, I know you're the first one, but you already have yours. So uh <laughs> Chief Wiener, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so just DM us your address and all that, and we'll send everything to you. So I appreciate that. But the question is, what are the biggest differences in uh, you see from being a senior NCO to now an officer?
0: Um, actually, so being a senior NCO and being a second lieutenant are pretty similar from a leadership standpoint, I would say, because uh, they're both kind of mid-managers kind of moving into that next phase of leadership. Um, so they're pretty similar. I, I guess the the difference would be how involved you are mm-hmm. in like the day-to-day aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And um you're I guess because you're you're like supervising grown men or grown uh-huh. women mm-hmm. and you can't supervise them the same way that you would supervise an airman Okay. Yeah. Um and I, I think I learned that more so as a senior NCO than I did as an officer though. But that uh-huh. helped me as an officer. Uh I got you. being being a mass mm-hmm. sergeant and then you're supervising other mass sergeants or supervising other tech sergeants that have been in the Air Force 18 years, like you're not gonna you're going to share more information with them than you would in A1C who just joined.
3: Absolutely. You know?
0: um, so I think that was more of a um, a lesson that I learned as a senior NCO that has helped me as an officer because now I am in charge of senior NCOs and and that age group. So that was, um, again, more more of a lesson that I learned as a senior NCO but it has uh, helped me as an officer. But I compare the leadership levels of a second lieutenant, first lieutenant, um, very similar to that of, a master sergeant, I think that a lot, I'll tell you right now, the enlisted corps doesn't get enough credit. Like, I know we say, oh, you know, they're like the bank going in the Air Force. Uh-huh. So, being being a wing executive officer, I'm essentially the wing commander's number two, right? Uh-huh. Everything that he signs comes to my desk. Um, and But I have a team under me. I have a team of a master sergeant, a staff sergeant, and a senior uh-huh. Um, When the commander comes and asks me something, I don't know the answer. I'm going to them. Right. right. You know what I mean? So, but... I'm more like the face of it, if that makes sense. Got you. Um because I have the interaction with him, but they got all the answers to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah. Know, so Yeah.
3: Okay.
1: R- real quick, do you, um I got to ask real quick. God, <laughs> hey, this is the last time I'm saying
0: that. Go ahead. Bro. It's, not it's not, gonna, it's, it's not, not it's not it's all <laughs> good. <laughs> it's all good though. Go
1: do you get tired of saluting?
0: Oh man. So no. I, <laughs> no, uh that was actually one of the the probably big, not, not hurdle, but like a challenge. It was it was weird, uh, um, especially like the like first time I came through the gate, fresh out of OTS. Uh, and I actually still have my master sergeant ID card, but I had my uniform on that had second lieutenant. So I'm, I'm assuming that they're not going to salute me, but I guess he saw my rank and he did it anyway. So I was caught off guard. It was all awkward. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so to answer your question, uh, I don't necessarily get um, tired of saluting, but when people make it awkward, is when it's awkward for me. For example, a perfect example, uh, when I'm taking my kids to like the school age program, like the youth center, and it's like you're under, you know, the little hanger or whatever. Yeah. um, And they're, talking to their kids. I'm talking to my kids and they're like, oh, like we make eye contact but then they don't want to initiate because they're talking. And, <laughs> it's just, it's just, so it's just awkward like, yeah. you know yeah.
2: what I mean? It's like you're doing a robot. Yeah, like, and, then,
0: <laughs> and then like, especially with, like, you know how it is to be a, a new airman to the Air Force. I don't care yeah. what age you are, it's a new, and you're, you know, you see an officer and it's like, oh, but then they're across the street in the BX parking lot. So, it's yeah. so, and, yeah. So, yeah. My, so my, my, best advice on, on this show when it comes to saluting. Just don't make it awkward. Like, just yeah. go ahead and whip it out and then put it down. We good. Get, get you know, over it. Get over it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: I hear you. <laughs> I, I just got one thing, man. I, I don't. I don't think this would be you. But I'm just gonna put it out there, man. Please don't be one of them people that just run away from people.
0: Run away? No, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we all had our fair share. <laughs> yeah, they sure. see
2: you. They they, they dip going in the alley. Yeah, they're behind down. the dumpster. Nah, good, yeah, man. wait for you to pass. Damn. Don't be that person, man. No, that's, man. That's that's what's up though. So, yeah. so, I think Chief said it though. Why not? Why not go back to SF, man?
0: Oh, so I tried to. That was that was uh, actually my number one uh, on my list of jobs. Okay, was uh, security forces. So um, for when you commission through OTS, you basically rank what job you want to, just like when you're enlisted at the recruiting office. Um, Mm -hmm. So I had security forces, I had OSI, and then I had force support in Intel were my my four. So whenever you get selected to commission, the list comes out, it has your name, uh, the job that you got, and the date that you're going to OTS. Mm -hmm. So that just happened to be the job that I got. Um, So from my understanding, and I say from my understanding, because they don't really come out with a list of how they select people from the OTS board. So from gotcha. my understanding, based off of my package and based off of being an officer recruiter, they select you to be officer first, right? Sure. And then they look at the job choices and how many officers they need within that career field and all that. So as y'all know, security forces, there's not a lot of officers within security forces. So you're already picking from a small selection. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, the board that I got selected for, they, it was for support heavy, like, Mm -hmm. I think there were probably like out of that board were probably like 50 of us that got picked up for that job. Wow. Yeah. So I think it's of course about timing and what the air force needs and whatnot. So, um, that just happened to be how the, uh, the jobs fell for that Mm -hmm. board, but that was my number one, but I was always there. I wanted to come back to security forces and give back. Right. right? That that was my main reason for commissioning, but it just didn't work out that way. But, um, I always talked to the, uh, Security forces guys, where I come through the gate, and I actually uh, hang out at the kennels a little bit here too. So, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. that's good stuff.
1: A uh, question from uh, Corey Range uh, coming from the SF security forces, do you see that other career fields uh, he says weaker? I was just say different from the SF mindset. Uh, coming from SF, we can't complain, yeah. we shut up in color. Do yeah. you have to scale it back when briefing someone else?
0: Yeah, no, that's my man Corey. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, so. Security forces, as y'all know, are, are a different breed, you right. know, but being security forces and then going to a different career field, like to me, it helps you out.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it's a hindrance. At all. It, it helps you out because you've already been through probably poor leadership at some point in time, but you've also seen good leadership. You work long hours. So it does nothing but enhance who you are as a person, Whatever you go to a different career field. Right. As far as um, do I have to tone it down or anything like that? Not really. Like, I, I, I kind of use that to my advantage. Like, I'm still walking through the hallway like, who? Yeah. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm like, I'm, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm still screaming Defenders everywhere I go. Uh, yeah. And everybody like, this man is crazy, you know? Yeah. So, no, yeah. I, um, I, I kind of use it to my advantage. And um, being a lieutenant and being, I guess, that, um, that silly, that goofy, you mm-hmm. know, it, it kind of shows everyone that, oh, it, it, it's okay to be yourself. Like, you can have your own personality. You don't have to be robotic. So no, um, I don't feel like I have to scale it down at all. Um, of course I'm not going to, I mean, I, I was never a big yeller as a cop anyway, like as far as supervising and all that stuff, but I think it just gives me a better understanding. It's it's not a hindrance at all.
2: Yeah. I would yeah. agree with you hundred percent with that. Stepping out of that, stepping out of that, that, that normal comfort zone, it, it does mm-hmm. make you better. You, like you said, you interact with different people. Right. Um, and it just teaches you how to communicate differently. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you know we we all communicate one way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you a defender, you communicate yeah. one way. We understand each other perfectly. You know right. what I mean? Now everybody else might not relate to that. You yeah. know, so uh, yeah. that's what's up.
1: Like when you mess up the intro, uh, Big Mike gonna say, "Man, it's all right. You'll get no. it next time. No, no, no.
2: You'll <laughs> uh, get it next time. Give nah, you, nah, me some nah.
1: support behind see, it."
2: See, see, that that would have been calm. That that said that to you like that. See, I'm a I'm I'm a defender. You are gonna get roasted? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. You're Gonna get this work. You, you mess around, or you're gonna get this work. Period. How, see, how
1: yeah. Said once we get the kick side, it'd be fine. Nah, just said, yeah, yeah. <laughs> see, that, was the,
2: see, that was the FSS side. Of, that, was the, that was the defender. The defender would have briefed you down, bro.
1: Yeah, that's that's hilarious. That's <laughs> hilarious. Uh, how does it work with um EPRs and stuff like that? Because I know you see all of them. I'm, I'm assuming yeah. you see all of them, so I'm assuming it helped that you have prior experience, especially being on the mass arm level, having and, yeah. and security forces. Uh, so how does that work with your other
0: officers um as far as like like grading pa- side or style yeah yeah grading
1: so, them looking at them changing them
0: yeah it's uh it's weird because i don't like the epr opr system period so let's uh-huh. just go ahead and get that out there i, I think that it's it's better but i need think some changes yeah i could go and we could go into a whole nother Episode about EPRs OPRs man <laughs> right um, but so but being security forces as much as they scrutinize packages and mm-hmm. that, that definitely helps especially in the position I'm in right now but reports are all subjective as mm-hmm. often who's writing and who's reading them and and all that stuff so yeah it 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 helps with my prior experience I wouldn't say that security forces necessarily helps though mm-hmm. um, and I think this is for any career field. Because if you if you if your package is going up past your unit and you're using all the jargon that comes with your career field, no one's going to understand it anyway. Right. So I'm in like a, I'm in a fighter wing right now, so I see all of the pilot and maintainer reports, and I'm not a pilot nor am I a maintainer. Right. So if I'm reading your package and I don't understand it, no one else is going to understand it. Yeah. Um, so yes, my prior enlisted experience helps. I wouldn't necessarily equate that to my prior security forces experience though. So. Okay. Got yeah. you. Uh,
3: cheap,
1: cheap asked this question earlier. I, I skipped by, but Rangers asked the same one. Uh, are you trying to get to full bird or where are you trying to go? Cause he said, uh, you were, you had a path for Chief that was looking good. Yeah. Uh, and then before you crossed over, so what, what's the goal or is there is no end goal?
0: No. So my, my goal is to at least command at the squadron level one time. Gotcha. So that, that is, that is my goal. I'll base everything else off of family. Um, by the time so I can retire with 10 years on the commission side in eight years. Uh And that'll put me at 23 years overall. So that, that's, that's the, that's the drop deadline. If if like family's not doing well or whatever the case may be. But um, (coughs) my, my, my personal goal is to command at least once Um, where I go from there is dependent on um, family essentially. And if I'm still having fun Uh, to make it the full bird man, Four birds right now. I've been in the Air Force for like a total of like 23, 25 years. Uh-huh. I already got fifteen in, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> do I do I want to stay around uh, until you know I hit thirty or thirty plus? I could, but I don't. I don't know if that's what I want to do. So, but but right. my my goal is to at least command once. I think that that's where I can have the most impact, and that would essentially achieve my goal of commissioning. If that makes sense. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha.
2: So you said, you said, uh, you said something interesting, man. You said it it depends on whether or not you. Still having fun. How important. Is yeah. it? I think people forget that, man. You know, yeah. I think people forget that when it's a difference when you, when you work somewhere and mm-hmm. you wake up in the morning and you're like, yeah. I'm, I'm going to work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Versus you get up and now you got to like, oh, shit, I call in yeah. and take leave? <laughs> you, know? <Yeah. laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, do, do I feel COVID coming on? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's different. You know what I mean? It's yeah. different when you, when you, when you're doing something and you're having fun at it. Yeah. So, did that? Did that level of fun change from being a defender to now? Did it? Did it increase? Did it decrease? Is it equal? Yeah. Where, where? Where? you stand in that aspect?
0: Yeah. No. It's uh, it's changed just because it's a different job. You know what okay. I mean? But uh, as far as the amount of fun I'm having, man, I'm having a blast, man. I got. You. Um, and as a recruiter, I was having fun. As a wing exec, I'm having just as much fun. And that just boils down to one. I mean, it sounds very cliche, but it boils down to the attitude. Uh, uh-huh. But I also I also work for great leaders too, right? When when you work for great leaders, it's easier to go to work. Uh, uh-huh. But I, I also make it fun. Like I'll talk to everybody who comes across my desk, desk, I don't care who you are. And you learn a lot from from those people, man. Uh, I met this guy from uh, New York. He's an A1C, only been in the Air Force for less than a year. Uh-huh. Um, but he has his college degree, he's 26 years old. We got a lot of the same interests, you know what I mean? So yeah. just get, getting to know somebody. Um, because I, I think we forget, especially as we move up in rank, like, oh, you're a tech star. Oh, you're a math star. Like, that means something to these new airmen. I don't care right. how old they are. When right. they see that and you take the time to talk to them, and now y'all are having a dialogue based off of things that you are both interested in, whether it's basketball, whether it's life lessons or whatever the case may be. Like, that that to me is what makes it fun. Right. Um, beyond just, like, the mission, I think we get so focused, especially in security force, we get so focused on the mission, man, that we that we forget that it's not even about that. It's about the people, man.
2: Right. You gotta, you gotta, um, first I agree with you, man. You, you gotta remember the human aspect to this. Yeah, You know, if you, if you go out the door and only thing that matters is what's in the center of your chest, you know, yeah. then you already losing, mm-hmm. you know, you yeah. already losing. So you, you gotta remember the human aspect piece to this, yeah, man, man. Cause you, you, people gotta know you're approachable. You know, yeah. I think that word came up a couple episodes ago, man, just being approachable, you know, uh, yeah. it's important, bro. Yeah, it's I think, bro. uh,
0: to add to that, Mike, they got they gotta know that you're human. You know, yeah. know what I mean? They yeah. they they think that that you joined as a second lieutenant or you joined as a master or tech sergeant whatever the case may be, man. They they forget that you're human. I tell you uh, personally, what what helped me realize that was when I went through my divorce uh-huh. almost four years ago, and um, that actually the person y'all see sitting here is because of of that. Like I learned that I wasn't um, I wasn't as hot as what I thought I was. You know yeah. what I mean. Uh-huh. Um and going through that and then being self-aware enough to grow from that. Right. Is what has helped me. But sharing my story is what helps other airmen. You Bro. get what I'm saying? Pivotal. Um, Pivotal. Yeah. Um, so knowing yes, you yes, you need to be approachable, but you need to let them know that you're human and you struggle with things too. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, I think when when that connection was made for me is when I don't want to say I took off, but it's when I connected the, the dots. I got you. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah you. Vulnerability is very, very important to yeah. be a leader. Yeah. Very, very important. Got to know, let people know that you're vulnerable and yeah. able to share things and everything. Because, like you said, yeah. uh, success and struggles happen to everybody. Yeah. And some people look at people and be like, "Oh man, they never had a struggle in their life." Right. right. You know, it's, <laughs> that's not the story at all. Right. Yeah. And I'm sure, like hearing the, in the beginning of your story, you know, nine, 10 year master. I'm like, Oh, this dude yeah. ain't never had a bump in the road. Right. Exactly. No military yeah. career. <laughs> you know, that he commissioned and everything like, Oh, he's just right. successful and everything. He top gun yeah. over here. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it was good. You no, know, uh, vulnerability is always big. Um, how was your, uh, I guess, uh, this is coming from a chief. So officers, especially CGOs, tiptoe or are less hesitant to question chiefs. What are your thoughts mm-hmm. about that? So true. So really?
0: True. Oh yeah. Um, You got to think about it, man. Like, even a captain and hopefully – well, even if there are some captains online, they might get a little offended. Mm -hmm. Uh, A captain is essentially a senior airman.
3: Okay.
0: A captain's been in four years. Right. I mean, so, um, yeah, there are CGOs who are intimidated by chiefs because chiefs – got. I mean, I think a chief carries more weight – then a lieutenant colonel, uh probably up until like a colonel. Like when when you're a chief, like you're a chief. Mm-hmm. Like that's that to me that's that's big. Yeah, 1%. Um, so um when a CGO hears that, yeah, they they are afraid to approach that chief who's what in, in their in their forties, they've been there Air Force twenty twenty five, some of them command chiefs thirty years. Yeah. Whatever the case may be. So um I think a lot of CJO and this is a struggle for me. Uh trying to relate to other CGOs that, you know, are still new to the Air Force. Um, people are just afraid to ask the question or afraid to ask for advice. But yeah, they, they we got to bridge that gap somehow because uh, there's a lot of knowledge there, as y'all know. But yeah, they, they are um, hesitant to, to ask for help. And I think it's because they know the weight that their right carries and they don't want to look like they don't know what they're doing. But they haven't got to the point in their life yet where they realize that, vulnerability or saying, I don't know, is okay. Mm, they, wow. they they haven't got to that point in their life. Because again, you're talking about 22, 23-year-old people, like they're yeah. they're not to that maturity level. So uh, one thing I'm trying to do here, because I'm uh, the president of the CGO Council here at England, and one thing I'm trying to do is uh, to actually gather the senior NCOs together to grab the CGOs to pull them up. Because mm. I think it's easier for senior NCOs or chiefs to pull the CGOs up than it is for CGOs to sometimes take that step. Right. So.
2: I, I'm glad you said that. Um, I appreciate you doing that. We had a couple conversations about the, um, about the, I'm, I'm going to say the space between enlisted and commission. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, right. And we need to, we need to decrease that space because yeah. it's too much of, the unknown on the yeah. on both sides, you know what I mean. Yeah. I think I think if we allowed a little bit more conversation and a little bit more mm-hmm. uh, interaction, right. we'll be better off than not. You know what I mean. Yeah, um, so sure. I, I I I applaud you for that. Um, and I'm I'm uh, interested to see what comes, you know, from that man. So I definitely be tapping into you and, and, and seeing what you uh, what you gather from that man yeah. because that's yeah. important, bro. Yeah, I think
0: I, mean, uh, I think one of the issues with CGOs again. Which, dealing with young people who are making more money usually than their enlisted uh-huh. counterparts. They were possibly a good athlete at high school and college possibly came from a good background, even if they didn't, but they they are having success early in their career. Right. And, but with that success comes ego. Mm. And that, that's what I found honestly to be the biggest hurdle for young CGOs is their ego. They, they don't want to admit they're wrong. Mm. They think that they have to know everything and they think that they know everything. Uh, and their their ego man gets in the way from from um, trying to connect with senior cells because as, as y'all know senior cells ain't, ain't putting up with nonsense from, right. from anyone you right. know what I mean uh, and they don't care if it's a CGO or a commander if if if, you, if you're wrong you're wrong you know uh, yeah. but the ego of uh, a lot of CGLs uh, is what hinders that relationship in my mm-hmm. opinion. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. So uh, tell me, how's it happened to you? Where I guess I don't want to say you're the only one in the room, but you're in the room trying to make a decision. You got a bunch of senior and CEOs, whichever rank they are, kind of questioning yeah. your decision. And whether it be a lot of them or one of them, um, how is that? How is that conversation done? Because um, I guess at the end of the day, y'all rank all of us. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So how's that conversation done?
0: So the whole outrank everyone. It was a a weird concept for me that I didn't even grasp until I was standing next to a chief who had been in like 29 years and we were, um, I was a chief of protocol at this time, it's about like a year and a half ago, and this two-star army general was coming to visit the base, so we were lining up in rank order so we had two colonels out there a lieutenant colonel, a chief first sergeant, I stood to the left of the chief, you know, I'm, like, I'm thinking in my mind it's a chief, but he's like hey sir, like you're actually like over to the right of me, it's like oh, like I outranked this chief who'd been in Thirty years, which was a crazy concept for me to realize. Yeah. Uh, but to your question, to uh, as far as being uh, trying to make a decision, and people question it hasn't necessarily happened between senior and COs, uh, mm-hmm. but in in a CGO aspect where I'm actually not the highest ranking in the room, but mm-hmm. um, you more know
2: more, you know I, a little bit more.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. And <laughs> I I just like have experienced things, and so I just kind of give my experience and let the dominoes fall where they may, um but I actually have not had where um where it's a like decision there's stars and seniors in the room and then everyone's looking to me um it's 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 been more so of more so of other CGOs and they can't make a decision so I just kind of step in and tell my experience and then because I don't I haven't been in that position where it's like, this is what we're going to do and we have to, and it's like a, almost a life or death type of situation. Mm-hmm. So how I how I bridge that gap is just to, when it's my turn to speak, and especially if people are going back and forth and it's like, this doesn't make any sense. So mm-hmm. I just kind of throw my opinion out there with a little bit of love and kindness, man. And then um, it usually ends up going that way because it makes sense and it's logical, but you know how people get in their own heads and they think that yeah. their idea is the best. So <laughs> and so that, that's, that's kind of how I've, manage that conflict management, if you will, where it's like, hey, well, I see your perspective. I see your perspective. I think we can all learn from this just with the things that's been going on in the world with social injustices and all that. Right. We can we can understand people's perspective and not agree on it. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's kind of the uh, tactic, I guess, I use in those types of situations that I've been in.
3: Right. I got you.
2: We had yeah. another question. One of my one of Damn. my old, one of my old troops, man. old Joe out there. He said, um, I'm having a hard time deciding on when it's time to commission. I have yeah. the boxes checked, but I'm really enjoying the enlisted side of the house right now. What finally pushed you to commission?
0: Um, so when I was looking into commission, while I was young and whatnot. Um, my main motivation was money. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I accomplished what I needed to or wanted to on the enlisted side, and my other side to that was that I didn't want to be behind a desk at uh-huh. 20 years old. Like <laughs> I, 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 didn't want to do that. I, I wanted to be canine. I wanted to deploy and actually be in the action, if you will. Right. Uh, but then I ended up making it rank a lot quicker than I thought I was, and I uh-huh. was behind the desk anyway. <laughs> um, so <laughs> when um, when I made master, I wasn't expecting it for one. Like, um, I knew I didn't score what I needed to score or what I thought I needed to score. Um, so I, it was a complete surprise for me, but when I made it, I questioned if I needed to commission. And uh-huh. I was like, Oh, I, I've been in this amount of time. I can for sure make chief in this, these amount of years, uh-huh. you know? So it was, um, it was a kind of search within yourself to see what, what you're really trying to do. And I think for me, I felt I could make the most impact on the commission side. Got um, you. so I'm, I'm a, Throw this out there. Uh, and I know there's a lot of like different race things going on, but uh, as a master sergeant, in the squadron I was in, I was the only black master sergeant. Uh-huh. Right? And I would see as a recruiter recruiting out of all different types of neighborhood. I recruited out of Flint, Michigan. I recruited out of schools that were had a lot of money, schools that didn't have a lot of money. Uh-huh. Um, but seeing. Representation matters.
3: Right. So seeing
0: yeah, seeing uh someone who was black and was a mass sergeant impacted people. And people ask them, Well, how do you know that? Because they would tell me. Mm-hmm. You know, uh my first officer's commander's call uh here at Eglin. The only, the only black person in
3: there.
0: Wow. Um so my my push to commission was was that, was, was those things. I, I was now, I felt ready to be behind the desk if you will. Right. Um, but to make a difference from that aspect and then really thinking about what, what was my impact going to be. Right. Um, and I think from a policy change from the voice that I have, I think I, I felt that I could make a bigger impact as mm-hmm. an officer.
3: Gotcha. Yeah. I'm,
2: I'm glad you said that. Cause you kind of, you kind of walked into my question, man. And then, uh, and it's, it's with their visibility because right now it's low. You know, you think about, yeah. you know, the pilot world, 15,000, you know, pilots and it's 300 of them. You know, yeah. it's about 300 of them that's a minority, you know. Yeah. Um, so we got to increase the visibility. You know, we got to mm-hmm. increase it because what happens with us as a, as a force, you know, we got to be diverse. It's not only diverse yeah. when it comes to just appearance, you know, that diversity yeah. brings different experiences and different life walks to where it makes us better, you right. know. Um, so visibility is extremely important, man. And, and just being that one in the room, uh, mm-hmm. or walking somewhere so other people that look like you see that and know that it's possible for it's me. Awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not impossible because I cause he looks like me and he can do it. Yeah. Um, you know, so it, it's extremely important, man. And uh bro, so I I hats off to you, bro. Salute all day long. Yeah. I know that. Um but uh I'm definitely I'm definitely looking forward to the feedback you got with, with that with the, the crosstalk you're saying you're gonna to put yeah, together. Sure. Um
1: who else out there? Where, where y'all at? We got a lot of people out there. Um I, is it true they call people that go to uh just Colorado and go through the Air Force Academy, they call them zoomies. Is that a real thing?
0: <laughs> so they they call the Academy a, the Zoo um, is what they actually call that. Um and from what I've seen it for for it's it's just crazy. It's uh it's wild the way that they not necessarily in a bad way but in it's it's like a, it's like hurting cats right <laughs> um, uh, but yeah so um I haven't necessarily heard the term zoo means but they do call the academy the zoo okay. um, just because just it's just as wild and crazy uh you know we, we get a lot of um officers from the academy but uh the most officers come from OTS though but uh mm-hmm. but yeah it's it's, it's it's just different, man. Uh, different leadership style. Again, you're taking college students, young men and women uh, that have never served and then putting them in charge of men and women who have been in for 30 years. Right. You know what I'm saying so
1: if um, if I know you went through OTS, so what was OTS yeah. like for you and what would be your biggest advice for somebody that either is going to OTS or about to go yeah. to OTS?
0: Man, uh, OTS was interesting. Uh, it was, so it's like a mix between basic training, ALS, and NCOA. Okay,
1: my three most uh, horrible things. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right.
0: uh, you know, we uh, show up there day one. You're in khakis, collared shirt. You got your bag and whatnot. And you got TIs there, just like in basic, man. And mm-hmm. then you also have usually captains. Some of them are... Your flight commanders are majors and you have a few first lieutenants around, but most of them are captains as far as like the officer, like the training cadre. But you show up, you, you pull in or whatever, and um, uh, you walk up to where they're checking you in. They give you your little booklet that's like, your you know, your rank structure and OTS mm-hmm. rules and all that stuff. Uh, and then you are lined up, you know, with your bag next to you. And so it's very similar to like basic training. I'm like, man, you know, after 13 years, I'm like, <laughs> <Right>. it's hot. <laughs> I'm like, man, come on, man. So yeah. uh, day one, you know, you're putting your stuff in your dorm, you're running everywhere, sweating. Um, and then they go over like facing movements, and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm gonna be here for this. So um, you know, it was it was cool from an aspect of, you know this already, but then it, at the same time, was like, why am I here for this? But then you also get to help out those people who, you know, don't know anything. Right. Um, so it was very, very leadership driven, though. And that was one thing I did enjoy about it to where um, it wasn't because your first few, few weeks of basic training, you have someone telling you what to do right. all the time. In OTS, everything is vague. It is vague Mm -hmm. for a reason because they want you to make a decision and their biggest Uh thing is make a decision. I don't care what it is, but the decision you make is the best decision at that time based off of the information that you have. Got it. And then if it's wrong during your feedback session, we'll tell you, Hey, I understand why you made that. Maybe next time, look at it this way. Gotcha. Um, So that that's kind of what OTS was. It it wasn't, it wasn't anything that's too difficult. I mean, you could probably, this is kind of some, shade that I'm throwing, but you can probably look at the officers in your career that have passed OTS and like, so it's not, it's not, it's not anything that's, that's, that's going to be too difficult. But, um, I think it's also, uh, you, you, you get out what you put into it as well. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the, the coolest part for me was seeing the younger officers, um, making it to the end and understanding kind of how the air force works. Right. Uh, so just that, that, mentorship process, but um, I would say my advice, if you're like prior enlisted going in, go out with open mind um, because uh, you're gonna get stuff that you already know, like yeah. dress and appearance, you're gonna get the blues and your name tag goes here, you know, but you, you will also learn a lot too. For example, I was in OTS with, he was almost, I think he was in his forties, he came in as a major mm-hmm. and he was a, a children's uh, plastic surgeon. Wow! Specialty. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, so you meet people from very diverse backgrounds in OTS. Yeah. yeah
2: so, chief said uh, he said, uh, "Scroll down oh, from He said, "OTS length was it shorter because you were prior senior enlisted?"
0: Um, no. So the, I was actually in OTS um, during the first course of that one. I didn't okay. qualify personally because I hadn't had a senior in seal academy. Got you. Uh, But I was there simultaneously. I had a good friend who went through at the same time she went through uh, the shorter course. The feedback that we received is that the students and the instructors didn't really like um, the shorter course. Okay. because it's it's a very short time to uh, really teach someone how to be officer. Mm -hmm. I think there there's there's a better balance to to where you can you should. You should get some credit. Like, I shouldn't have to sit through 36-2903, the Blues <laughs> and the OC. Like, <laughs> like, I, I, I don't think I needed to sit through literally like two hours of that. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Um, so I think there's a balance, but it, it's, it's also a hard balance because they, they meaning the cadre, rely on the knowledge that the prior enlisted can help the uh the newer people to the air force with, because they, they don't, they don't know how to, they don't know which side their name tapes go on. Right. You know, so, and that's, that's things <laughs> that, that, um that prior enlisted people can help them out with in the dorms. So right. if you were to take prior ease out completely, now you got these 22, 23 year olds that don't know anything about the air force and the, the instructors now have to help out with all that. So uh, I know they depend on us to help the other people out with that, mm-hmm. but there's also got to be some type of balance to where, you know, maybe i don't have to go to this course i can go to a different course that would right. be more relatable uh right. but it, it's a it's a hard balance i know the air force is looking into it but it's definitely a difficult balance so i got you yeah man. uh can you to ask that question
2: yeah, yeah yeah um uh the homie bat said do you believe that ots truly prepares young lts for leadership no nope.
0: Okay, um, I think they they do as good of a job as what they can with the amount of time that they have that I do, believe. um, but you gotta think, man, like someone's coming out of college, they've probably never been on the air Force base. Mm -hmm. They don't know what the chain of command is. Mm -hmm. So imagine the people that you went to basic training with, right? Right. They go through basic training and they get to their first base as a second lieutenant, and now they're in charge of a chief.
3: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: You know what I'm saying? So how much time can you really put into someone? Like, is is eight weeks enough for them to now learn the Air Force, learn leadership, and then be in charge of a 40-year-old person? Right. Like, so it's it's a it's a tough task, man, to ask. And I think that I gained a lot of respect for people who actually joined the Air Force without any prior experience. And we're asking them to do a lot. Yeah. Like. And expectations and then, and are high. It's very high because yeah. you because most airmen don't know the difference between a prior enlisted second lieutenant and an odd one, Right. right. They see a second lieutenant, you're an officer, you're supposed to have the answers for them. Right. But they don't always have the answers, right. so no, OTS doesn't. But at the same time, it's not—it's not necessarily their fault. There, there, there has to be some type of uh, some type of middle ground that we can get to. But okay. no, it, it, it does not. Um, I think my first almost two years of being officer is a different experience because I haven't even worked within my core career field yet. I've had two jobs that are very different than mm-hmm. than most second lieutenants. Like I am in a billet right now that a captain or a major would usually feel. Okay, um, so. My experience is a little different. Um, and I think young lieutenants, like right, you can, I don't want to say hide them, but you can groom them to a certain extent without putting them in those positions that could uh, hinder your organization, essentially.
1: Right. On the on the top about grooming, uh, are you guys told in OTS or wherever that, you know, link onto a mass sergeant because he'll lead you to the right direction? Because that's what we're told, you know, as a mass yeah. sergeant, we're supposed to, you know, groom lieutenants. Right. So are you guys told the same thing?
0: Yeah, I, I, think, I think we are, and we, we're told and shown it. So most okay. of our, like, um, any, like, standards and discipline, uh, dress and appearance, all that stuff comes from the enlisted TIs, right? So, mm-hmm. so it's 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 learned from a – from as soon as you get to OTS that, you know, my enlisted core has the discipline, has the dress and appearance stuff covered. So, yes, it is, it is preached there, but, again, if, you know, w- once you – once you graduate and you got the bars, I don't care what you were taught, if your ego is bigger than that, and th- then that's what you're going to kind of hold on to more. So it is taught, but um, once you get to your first location, I think we're we're more so separated from the enlisted than, um, than drawn to them mm-hmm. just because of the organization. So uh, if, if you don't have a leader who's telling you to, once you get to your first base, then it'll kind of fall apart. Mm. Yeah.
3: Okay.
1: So what do you think about um, conversation? I know you said it earlier about how you want to still hang out the kennels and hang out with the yeah. enlisted side. What kind of conversations are happening where it's is it frowned upon to kind of do that or what kind of conversations? I know about the, you know, fraternization yeah. That's really self-explanatory, but about just hanging out and going maybe just, you know, the same place. I know. I don't know if you guys have an old club and enlisted club anymore yeah. or if they're all just combined or.
0: Yeah, um, I think this comes down to everybody's favorite perception. Uh, you know what I'm saying, Uh, and that, that's where the politics comes into play. So um, I spend a lot of time talking to a lot of enlisted people. For one, there's more enlisted people than officers in general.
3: Right. So, <laughs>
0: yeah. um, but within my unit, uh, I spend a lot more time talking to enlisted people. But it's usually on a, I mean, it's on a personal level as far as what they're going to. But it's just really getting to know them. Um, now I'm not going over and having drinks with just one enlisted person in general, right? right? right. So I think I think with the uh, if you're perceived as playing favorites and that type of stuff, it would, uh, it would be brought to, I'm, I'm confident that, that my leaders will bring it to me like, Hey, I see you, you know, out drinking and this and that. Absolutely. Um, but it's, it's more of, uh, of unfortunately just a perception thing. Right? If I'm perceived to be and have an unprofessional un- relationship with someone, then, whether it's true or not, that's the perception, and as an officer, I have to correct that. Gotcha. That makes sense. You know what I'm saying.
2: Yeah, chief. Had, chief has he. I like this last one, but go ahead. Uh, um, he said you made mention earlier of not having officers engage uh, off duty uh, with enlisted folks. I found in my career the most effective officers and leaders engage with their subordinates and give the impression they are all on the same team, regardless of rank. So I guess it kind of flow in the, with your answer yeah. that you just gave. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Uh, uh, How okay, this kind of it might be too personal if you don't want to answer it, I totally understand. But how discouraging or encouraging are your leaders in incorporating your ideas considering unit culture dealing with minorities?
0: Mm, That's actually a really good question. No, so uh, this is this is when I go back to like leadership matters. So when uh, when George Floyd was was uh killed, uh, I was very proud to be in the wing that I was in because prior to uh chief of staff making a statement, president, making a statement, chief master on air force, my wing commander sent out an email
3: mm-hmm.
0: uh, saying that this is wrong. I don't care what race you are. Right. So at that point I was like, okay, here we go. This, mm-hmm. this right. is, this is, this is, this is good. Cause everybody, as y'all know, was waiting to see what the leaders were going to say about this. Absolutely. Uh, and then, um, they sent out a tasker you know for who was going to be the diversity and inclusion officer uh, and my at the time my supervisor was a lieutenant colonel and he was like i think you should put in for this i think mm-hmm. people need to hear your voice so i had a meeting with the wing commander i, w- I wasn't the uh, the uh, executive this time um, i had a meeting with him i'm working in a fighter wing so all of the pilots are white males you yeah. know what i mean yeah um, so he brought me in. It was like, Henry, I don't know how to operate within this area. Uh, so he basically let me go and took everything that I said, uh, not with a grain of salt, but as as true. You know uh-huh. I mean, but I know that that's not the norm. Like I, I am completely aware that, that that that's not what happened everywhere. Um, and then I got hired on as, as his exec and um, with all the other um killings that have happened and he's he's taken me in and asked me questions about how to deal with how does it make me feel uh and also like the temperature of the minorities essentially i not not that i'm the voice for all of the minorities but i am a part of different minority groups and whatnot uh right. so it, it i was able to equip him to better lead if that makes sense
3: right um,
0: go, go. go ahead no go ahead bro no i was just saying that so but i do know that that that's that wasn't the norm, though. Like I had people that I talked to where their commanders at the unit level hadn't even addressed what had happened in any of the situations. Uh, and I think sometimes we're so far removed from the airmen who are getting the job done that we're not realizing that, you know, this stuff is affecting them yeah. on a daily basis. Like these yeah. conversations that aren't happening or you not saying anything as their leader, it's it's going to cause some backlash. Right. So I, I've been I've been very, very blessed. With the leadership that I've had, that not only do do they ask me questions about anything. It's not just like a social injustice issues, but of anything, um, they respect my opinion enough to actually implement policies based off of my experience.
3: Right. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: I, I would tell you, uh, first a shout out, man. I see my I see you out there White. What's up, bro? Um glad you and the family made it safe down there. But um it it, leadership perspective Mm -hmm. and interest in this particular topic is important, bro. Yeah. I've noticed that it has to start from the top down. Um, because, you know, I can talk to who will listen to me, you know what I mean? But there's some people that just don't have to, you know, but then you have, you have someone in a senior leadership position that stands on, Hey, this is one of my priorities. Um, other people start to wake up. You know what I mean. Other people start, at least, even if they they may feel quote unquote or, or or you know forced in a sense. At least at some point they start to educate themselves and learn, or get to somewhere where they hear someone speak and they feel like I need to be more involved. I need to be a part of the solution actively, right? Even if I don't feel like I'm a part of the problem. Um, but it starts at the top, man. Um, so I you know I I, I know I know that feeling mm-hmm. when you say your 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 leadership or your commander he was full throttle with it without having to be told you know what I mean um yeah. so it's it's important bro because like you said it's people going through things that's feeling a certain type of way what's happening in society because regardless of we within those walls we're still a part of that it still affects people you know what I mean uh we're still human you know like we said earlier uh but it starts at the top man like the senior yeah. leaders have to know have to let people know that I'm behind this this movement you know um for everybody to be treated equal you know not some crazy thing where everybody want to be vigilantes or nothing like that but i'm behind you know equality i'm behind us having a diverse force and i'm behind more inclusivity you know uh it's important bro it has to start up top
0: yeah yeah um to hit on that again mike as far as the senior leaders and stuff man i think in the air force i grew up in back in 06 man where well, it was unheard of for people to talk about feelings, right? Hundred <laughs> percent, emotions and everything, man. 100%. And uh, you know, even even the way I was raised, uh, we didn't as men especially like we don't talk about feelings, right? Right. But I remember when George Floyd was killed, me, you, Burge and um, Perry, all got on the phone, man. Yep. It was like, yo, know, how are y'all feeling? You know what I mean? Right. So I think right. I think the Air Force is now going towards that more for sure, but yep. that that's still an uphill battle to where. If we need to, especially in security forces, man, like if, if you're not feeling well, right, you're you're still expected to be on post. You know what right. I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and if if you can't be on post, now you're shunned or whatever, right? Yeah. You know? yeah. Uh, and it, again, it's it's getting better, but um, that's something that has to quickly change yeah. even more. Yeah,
2: yeah, because because that's a that's the human as a part of being human. You know, yeah. um, you know, you you can you cannot be in the right mindset. Go arm up at the armory, deal with right. somebody, you know, in a capacity yeah. at that gate that you ain't mentally prepared for. Right. And it go all wrong, you know. Yeah. So we have to. I, I think you said feelings, but I think we put mental health for so mental long. Health, mental yeah. health has been on the back burner. Right. um, And that's something we got to get out of, man. Like your mental health is 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 pivotal to how you're going right. to operate on a day to day basis. I don't care right. how good of a how good shape you in or whatever. <laughs> yeah. If mentally you beat down, yeah. it's yeah. a wrap. You know, it's a rap, man. So, as uh, I mean, I know I take that to heart. Me, me and Pete and a couple other fellas, man, we talk about that every day. Even yeah. just checking on each other and making yeah. sure that, you know, we're checking on our people, bro. Like, you you have to make sure them airmen, them NCOs, them junior NCOs, man, they, they on point mentally, bro. You know, yeah. and let them take a knee. If you got to take a yeah. knee, take a knee, bro. Yeah. Ain't nothing yeah. wrong with it.
1: 100%. Uh, yeah. do, you, uh, do you see a need or feel a need for a warrant officer in the uh, Air Force?
0: Um, I definitely think that there can be warrant officers, but I also know that I ain't gonna happen. Uh, <laughs> and, and from just to me, it's more of a money thing because yeah. uh, the Air Force uses the senior NCOs as warrant officers essentially, yeah. um, and but we don't have to pay senior NCOs as much as we would have to pay warrant officers. So I think right. that definitely there's there's a there's a need for people who are technical experts at their right. job. Right. There's there's a need for that. And I, I was really happy when we changed the higher tenure to where people can retire as a staff sergeant. Yeah. And the reason is because I think in the Air Force and this is kind of not going off on a tangent, but um, there's it, it's OK to not want to or be able to be a master sergeant. Not everybody needs to be leading that many people. Not right. not everybody is good at that. And I think a lot of um, Air Force leaders in general, we want to always. Make everyone the next chief or the next master sergeant or the next colonel, and -hmm. it's like you don't even want that guy to be in charge of the annual summer bash. So, (laughs) so why is it that you want him to be a master sergeant or like that's that's not his lane? Like I think that as a society we do a poor job in wanting expecting everybody to be a firewall five, if you will. Right. Er Everybody is not meant to be that, and we're trying to put everybody in that lane. It's like why.
2: Yep. That's so, a great point, man. That's it, a it,
1: tremendous yeah. point. Yeah, oh, yeah
2: hundred everybody. What we say, everybody can't be the CEO. Yeah. no, you know what they, I mean? they everybody. Can. No. Everybody yeah. and you gotta have workers. You gotta have yeah. workers that know the job. And then you got people to right. lead them workers. It has to be that that echelon, you know, back yeah. and forth. It has to be there, man. Um yeah. No, nah, but you 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 right on point with that, man. <laughs> everybody ain't gonna be that chief. If that staff right. start know that know how to do that job and lead yeah. those airmen better than anybody else let him or her. Yeah.
3: <laughs> as
0: as long as they understand that, like, you know, if, if they don't take on whatever extracurricular activity, then that they will probably remain that staff. As long as they're understand and they're okay with that. Yeah. Then w- w- why, why are why we are trying we, to take them out yeah. of their lane? You know right. what I mean? So yes, I, I, I do think that there is a, that the air force could use warrant officers for sure. Yeah. Uh, because you can, you can make a little more money, but still be a technical expertise right. and do that job, but also still lead at a different level. Um, I just I believe that the Air Force, not in my lifetime, at least, will uh, bring back warrant officers because they we we save too much money uh, allowing our senior MCOs to basically do that job.
1: Yeah. I'm glad you hit on that point. That's that's a great point <laughs> yeah, of saying nah, that, you know, we, we sometimes uh, over promote people or outpromote them in the position oh, yeah. that they're good in. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes yeah, yeah we, we give them a new position. It's like, man, I was I was better at my other position yeah. than I was at this one. Well, the, and,
0: and, the, and the other side of that, man, is I think that we always expect people to want to stay in for 20 years, true. not realizing that not everybody needs to stay in 20 years. So you, yeah. I, I've seen a lot in my career where people will go. Um, I'm also seeing it where they'll go to like chiefs or seniors asking for advice. And once the advice is, or once they're, once the chiefs are being asked something that's outside of the air force, outside of their regular lane, like they Mm -hmm. just want, like this airman realizes they don't want to be a 20 year chief or whatever case they Uh be, but they want to grow in a different field. Right. They'll just be written off like, Oh, you don't want to stay in the air force. You're not going to get back to the air force. I'm not going to help you grow. That and that—that's something that, that I've seen in my career. Where instead of having that mindset, we should allow them to grow in whatever aspect that's going to be in. Not realizing that when you allow somebody to personally grow, they're going to give whatever that is that they're growing in back to the Air Force. Right. Mm-hmm. You know I'm saying so. We, we 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 preach a lot about professional development, mm-hmm. but not so much about personal development because it may not meet the mission at that time. But whenever they're like studying or wanting to grow, even if it's like a culinary school. I promise you something in that culinary school is something that can impact your unit in a positive way. Right. So just because it's not, if you're wanting to be a chef, but your security forces, just because you have a different interest doesn't mean that we shouldn't help grow you in that aspect. Cause if you right. allow them to grow in that aspect, man, I promise you, they're going to work harder for you, even if it's only for that four or six years. Like, so I, I don't, the Air Force is doing a better job of it, but we still got a long ways to go on that. I think, aspect as well, man. man, hey, man. Think, I, hey, man. Hey, man. That's all I want to say. God, I think <laughs>
2: what we forget, I think what, what we forget, man, or some people forget, yeah, some is people. that... We we got to go back into society. We got to yeah. go back and be civilian Americans. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. we we have to prepare people for that. I mean, of course, right. to do the mission, but we have to be have you prepared to go back into that world. Who right. are we? Who are we putting back into that world? You know, yeah. and everybody bring a different expertise to the to the to the game. Everybody have yeah. a different skill set we may right. not know
1: about.
0: Yeah, yeah. man. Damn, that's think,
1: so. Tr- go ahead go ahead no go
0: ahead I was just gonna say like you if, if you look at like the minimum manning requirement for a shift for mm. security force if you really look at what is needed for that shift we got people that could take a day off here go take a class here yeah but we don't want to do that because whatever bias we may have. That yeah. that wasn't the way that we were raised. I wasn't allowed to do that. Whatever the case may be, man. But if if we really looked at our Manning from that aspect, and we, we could really pour into our people the way that they need, need to be to poured be. into, not yeah. the way that we would have them staying for twenty years or whatever the case may yeah.
2: be. Our our goals ain't necessarily everybody yeah. else's goals, That's man. Fine, man you know and what's good for me may not be good for the next three exactly. people you know yeah, my I, I, hey salute to you bro <laughs> that right. was strong that, that was man. strong I, right.
1: that one hit home pretty hard yeah. I appreciate yeah. you saying this because uh, sometimes people like you said that vulnerability piece is yeah. so big and being just being you and having your own opinion and sometimes your opinion hits people in different ways like that one right. hit home hard Yeah, uh, and I'm, I'm seeing the comments on here that it hit a lot of other people the same way probably so. feel the exact same way just don't have the way to say it or, or right. maybe they feel like they're going to get shunned on for saying it, yeah. you know, as a cop or whatever, like, oh, you yeah. got to get a criminal justice degree. Yeah. And that's yeah. kind of what Bro, you got to do. Yeah. And, you that's know, so people true. look at EPRs and they be like, oh, man, he's getting a degree in whatever, yeah. finances. Yeah. Oh, he don't care about being a cop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, such man. a negative stigma sometimes that we put on people for no reason whatsoever instead of just being happy that they're being happy. right?
0: Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, I think that security forces put you in a mindset of all you can ever do is be a cop. <laughs> <laughs> at least and I, I don't know if I'm the only one who felt that way but that that is honestly how I felt man um and full disclosure I came into the Air Force wanting to be security forces and my ultimate goal was to be uh federal law enforcement uh-huh. but being security forces like I for real thought that that's all I could do right um but after I left and went to recruiting it kind of opened my eyes man like to step outside and see a different perspective you realize how much influence that you can actually have and not necessarily just being a cop and being a cop is great. I love it. Right. Yeah, I miss it you know, but, um, uh, there, there are other things out there. And a lot of times we don't allow our airmen to see the other things for whatever bias or scared of their lose them, or maybe you weren't bold enough at that time to really seek something else. And now you feel like you're stuck, whatever the reason was, but we're not showing our airmen that there are other paths to success.
3: Right.
2: We we the crazy part is we both can relate. <laughs> yeah, I'm just about to say that. The crazy part is within the last year we've both been in positions we well, yeah. we are in a sense in positions where you learned you gotta step out. Cause that yeah. that you learn so much more from just even mm-hmm. if it's just for a small breath, you know what yeah. I mean? Get from up under that umbrella and come back. You can you can make those SF defenders better. Mm-hmm. You so know, much better. right. So much better by coming back, going out, coming back in and learn something, you know. Yeah. Um, nah, bro, he, man, you hit a home run with that one. Man. Yeah. We 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 have to get out of that mindset, you know. We have to get out of that mindset, man.
1: Uh, hey, great question before we close this out. Uh that somebody yeah. just posted in. As a young airman, uh, did your supervisor push you or hold you back from achieving your goals?
0: Or no, was there say, somebody
1: there? Yeah, was there somebody there that kind of set you up as far as that what you wanted to do? Go commissioning?
0: Um, I would say that my supervisors helped me, but um, I, don't, I don't think I ever had like I've had great supervisors, but not necessarily just like frontline supervisors. Like, I was always seeking out information, and I think that a lot of people aren't self-aware enough to do that. Like, yes, we should be helping people and bringing people up, but you got to have enough self-awareness of where you want to be to go yeah. and seek the information out, man. I think yeah. there, there's not enough of that. So um, yes, I, I do now looking back at my career and being put in the positions that I have been placed in definitely helped me get to where I'm at today. Mm-hmm. But if I'm placed in a position and I don't have the intrinsic motivation to do well anyway, or don't have the foresight to see, okay, I'm here now, How what's, what's my next move and who can help me get there? Right. And how can I be the best person in that position? If I don't have that mindset, it doesn't matter where you're placed at because you're probably going to, um, I don't want to say not succeed, but you're not going to grow anywhere past that if you're not thinking past that.
2: Right. You're going to be so, stagnant. You can yeah. only go as far as your, if you want to let your mind take you. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: for yeah. sure. So, yeah, I, I for sure had, I was blessed to have good leadership, but I also was self-aware enough to know where I wanted to go and ask the questions uh, to see how I could get there. Right.
1: Yeah. yeah. Man. Man, this is a great conversation. I'll tell you, uh, it's a little inside baseball. Uh, Big Mike, when, when when this conversation came up to what we're going to do for the next show, I think he said, you know, we need to talk about E to O. I said, man, that's a great idea. He said, I got the perfect person. <laughs> and, <Hands down. laughs> yeah person, got the perfect person i forget a call man I'm, I'm so glad you answered the call and able to wow, get on here sure. yeah. I learned a whole lot today uh not only the officer world but just the the, the nuggets that you gave I appreciate yeah. them 100 yeah. percent and uh that's why we do this show man because yeah. I don't care if one person watches or like we yeah. have 40 people on here watching i hope somebody learned something from this and I sure. definitely did today so I 100 percent appreciate it
2: yeah man i i can't even I can't say it any better bro I appreciate you like I said Picking up the call, it ain't it ain't every day or every week or even every month that me and E talk. You okay. know what yeah. I mean? But but yeah. we jump on. You know what I mean? Randomly and this, we got a couple men, bro. How you doing? How the fam? It, it's yep. still real. You yeah, know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it's yeah. still real, man. And I appreciate you taking the time, just breaking down a little bit uh, and, and, and uh, stepping out yeah. and having this conversation with us, man. That's why we deem that man as an unpopular celebrity. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Everybody I don't know, it, but man. somebody know. Yeah, him. yeah. yeah, you know yeah. Man?
1: Do, me, do me a favor, though, LT. Next time he calls you, E, make sure we give him some paperwork. He's he's it anyway. <laughs> So, hey, hey. <laughs> so he gets He's way overdue. He, he go. He go with the bush, you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's so I know. Hey, ain't nobody got
2: a uniform on right. Now.
3: Yeah, yeah, we all get it, yeah.
2: hey, bro. We always let the let the guest man say the closing comments, man, and just get a last bill on it. So, microphone yours, sir. What you got for him?
0: Yeah, man. First for first, first and foremost, man, I just appreciate y'all and what y'all are doing cuz uh when I first saw the show, Unpopular Celebrities, man, it just made me think about the world that we're in and whatnot. And y'all are stepping out, and you guys are giving a voice, essentially, to the people who may be afraid to speak and whatnot, man. But uh, in closing, man, just just keep pushing forward, man. Don't 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 take no for an answer, right? Uh, right. It only takes one idea, one person uh, to ask the question; it can change everything, man. So if you, if you got something, I don't care what rank you are, uh, how old how young you are, man, you can. You have something that somebody needs. Absolutely. It just takes you to step out in that to help change something.
1: Mm. Absolutely. Appreciate yeah. you, bro. Yeah, we appreciate it, man. Uh, we'll back, be back on here next week on time.
2: Yeah. No, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, he ain't, ain't going to be no more gadgets and Gadgets. Yeah, no more gadgets and Gadgets. If it is gadgets and Gadgets, we're going to be ready 30 minutes prior. If we ain't, when y'all click and see the video, P going to have a towel wrapped around his head. Now I'm be to bust him upside his white meat or something hey, man. I got
1: tricare care. <laughs> <laughs> good. good no I appreciate it uh, uh, unpopular celebrities man check out the website if y'all yes, want to sir. be a part of the show make sure you guys comment down or make sure you guys leave us a like on there or leave us a like leave us a comment I can't even think because you said bust my head I was ready for combat <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah man check us out really appreciate everybody in here LT thank you again for coming on here really appreciate all the insight and everything like that but uh, really we out of here man t-shirts hey. It's coming up go
2: hey, ahead yeah we still got white t-shirts on deck we got the new colors come out we we had we got the message we know what y'all want we got the blue coming in we got some more gray we got some more pink coming in um so look out for those keep chiming in everybody share you know what i mean everybody like i see my old troop in there. another one of my troops he was in there tagging like 48 people i appreciate that <laughs> hey just uh keep promote man keep being unpopular celebrities out there and doing what you're doing and taking care of
1: people and take care of yourself yeah Hey, we out of here, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate it too. Absolutely. All right. Salute.